Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, August 10th, 5.48 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up two and a half at 6.16 and a half. November soybeans up seven and a quarter at 14.36. September Chicago wheat up eight and a quarter at 7.89 and three quarters. September Kansas City wheat up seven and a half at 8.59 and a quarter. September spring wheat up 10 and a half at 9.03 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating, leave me a review. If you're on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like these videos, leave me a comment. Always love hearing from you guys. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Uh, check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, charts, graphics, weather info, tons of stuff in there. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I talked about the corn situation in Europe. They're going to have a light crop. They've had a really tough summer. I talked about the implications, uh, some of the things USDA may say on Friday. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today. 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. If you guys like the podcast and you like these YouTube videos, you'll love the subscription service, I promise. Uh, radar looks pretty dry here this morning. Really no rain of significance anywhere across the Corn Belt or the Plains or really anywhere for that matter. Uh, the next seven days is going to be pretty dry for most of the Corn Belt. No material rain expected really anywhere. I mean, the entire Corn Belt out to the Plains. You go out west, places like Colorado might, might see some rain. Uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, places further south might see some rain. But most of your key corn and soybean growing areas here, I mean, you're not really going to see much of anything. Heat is going to be an issue in the West in particular. The map on my screen is the average temperature uh, versus normal over the next seven days. So you look at, uh, say, the northern part of Kansas, the northern half of Kansas, uh, all of Nebraska, most of South Dakota, parts of North Dakota into Montana, uh, western Iowa, uh, some of southern Minnesota. Those areas will trend you know, 10 to 12 degrees above normal on average over the next seven days, and that goes along with, with mostly dry weather, so hot and dry for those areas. Uh, the east is a little bit different in regard to temperature. They're going to be dry, but the temperatures are going to be normal to below normal in Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, uh, Kentucky, places like that. So you've got to divide in terms of the temperatures, but when it comes to rainfall, a lot of places are going to be dry here over the next week. Really not a whole lot expected. We've got a USDA report on Friday, and traders expect reduced U.S. corn and soybean production estimates from USDA. The average trade guess for the U.S. corn yield is 175.9, and that would be down from 177 even in July. This is according to a Reuters poll of analysts. Uh, the lowest estimate was 173.2. The highest was 177.6 uh, among those analysts that were polled. The soybean yield is expected at 51.1, which would be down from 51.5 last month. So we're looking for some marginally lighter numbers, not any big cuts expected. Um, there were a couple of analysts in here who were looking for higher yield numbers. I think that's improbable uh, given the crop ratings and what we've seen in weather. But uh, anything goes when it comes to USDA reports. So uh, don't be surprised by anything. But generally speaking, yeah, you're looking for some lower numbers on Friday. 
USDA reported a flash sale of new crop U.S. corn to China yesterday. U.S. exporters sold about 5 million bushels of corn for new crop delivery to Chinese buyers. That's the first new crop sale of corn to China since May, I believe. Uh, U.S. exporters in total have the sixth best book of new crop exports on record seasonally. So it's good. It's not great relative to some of the recent years. Uh, 2021, 2020, 2016, 2013, and 2011 were better in terms of uh, sales to all destinations. In regard to China, I think this might be like the third or fourth best ever uh, seasonally in regard to new crop corn purchases. So this is about the time of year where China and other global buyers start to come in for um, new crop corn, new crop soybeans, that sort of thing. So I'd expect to see some additional flash sales here of both of those crops over the next several weeks. Historic drought in Europe continues to cause significant problems. Now, we know, of course, that the corn crop is in big trouble. I've talked about that a little bit here recently. USDA is probably going to come down with that production estimate for uh, Europe's corn crop on Friday. The EU in total, uh, when you combine those those European Union member countries, they're the uh, fourth largest corn grower in the world behind the U.S., China, and Brazil. Uh, the EU is a net importer of corn, so these these crop problems this year are going to result in additional imports, which will have some implications. Now, Bloomberg reporting this morning that water levels in key European rivers will result in impassable conditions very soon, and that's a factor that will hurt uh, their energy situation, flows of diesel and coal in particular. The timing is just absolutely terrible given Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the resulting energy crisis. Uh, an economist at ABN AMRO said this, the capacity for inland shipping is going to be severely limited as long as there's not a lot of rain in the area. You'll also get damage caused in Germany by the high electricity prices. We're talking billions of dollars. So Europe just has an absolute mess uh, in regard to the corn crop, but also in regard to a lot of other things too. Today is inflation day. The government will release monthly CPI data this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central. Traders anticipate that the CPI, a consumer price index, rose at an annualized rate of 8.7% in July. That would be down from 9.1 in June. Declining gasoline prices are one of the big factors leading analysts to believe that a slightly lower year-over-year print is forthcoming. Uh, the chief economist at Jefferies was quoted in the Wall Street Journal, had a good quote here. You have about four drivers of inflation right now. You have commodity prices, that's going away. You have supply chain issues, that's going away. But you're still left with housing and the labor market, and that's going to show up in services inflation. So I think in, in some sectors here, and, and definitely right about commodity prices, which have come down uh, drastically, not just the grain markets from their highs, but you know you look at energies, same deal. But yeah, housing, uh, labor, that sort of thing still an issue. So you should see a lower number today, but we've been surprised here uh, to the upside in terms of the inflation prints uh, the last couple go-arounds. We'll see what happens here today. Uh, the cattle market was lower yesterday and feeder cattle were sharply lower. Uh, we'll see what develops today. I guess the feeder cattle did not like at uh, higher corn trade, but the feeder, feeder cattle and the live cattle market have acted pretty well uh, overall. U.S. dollar is a little bit lower. The S&P is up eight points. Dow Jones up 60. Bonds about flat. Gold's down five bucks. Crude oil is down $1.20 at 89.31 in the September WTI. Have a great day today, guys. I'll talk to you Thursday.